What's up, Substackers? Happy Friday. How y'all doing? I've had a wonderful week. First week of Amber being back at school. Uh, full-time dad in it. Me and the special buddy have been spending our mornings and afternoons together. And I'm telling you what, I was cut out for it, baby. I'm telling you, it's wonderful. Uh, truth be told, it has been a little bit harder than I thought to get myself motivated to get any actual work done uh, whilst being the full-time dad at home. But I know that that will come as I adjust to it. I had this like fantasy in my mind of like, yeah, well, you know, she'll go to work and then like I'll sit there on the couch with my laptop or whatever while he's sitting there and you know, I'll get a whole lot of stuff done. And the reality is, is that um, babies can be very distracting. And I mean that in both a positive and negative route. Cause like, obviously, you know, if you're in the throes of something creative and your baby starts crying, I mean, you've got to drop everything and tend to the baby. And then sometimes it's hard to get back the spark that you had, but positively in the sense that dude, a lot of it's on me because like I'll sit there and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to get this done or I'm going to get that done. And I'll look over and he's giggling and I'm like, dude, screw this. I'm hanging out with the buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we've, he loves, and before y'all say anything, our couch is way far back from the TV. He's not got his eyeballs directly on the screen, but he does love watching movies with daddy. We've watched a ton this week. I actually want to discuss a few of the movies that we saw, um, that we've been watching together at a later time. But what I want to rant about today uh, was something that sort of popped in my head while we were watching our movie yesterday, and that movie was The Flash, all right? Of course, y'all, if you're not comic book fans, you probably still know of The Flash because of all the uh, all the um, controversy the film has been marred in because of the uh, star, I believe their name is Ezra Miller, um, and yeah, they... Uh, they seem like they may, they may not be the best person in the world. I don't know all the details of everything. Seems like somebody needs some help. Uh, regardless, the reason we watched it is because it showed up for free on this platform. And because I, I was never interested, like The Flash never really did it for me, frankly. And also, DC, as much as I love the IP, they put out some stinkers as of late. So I'm not like rushing to the theater to see the new DC property, much like I would be uh, the, you know, the newest Marvel thing, which, you know, and this is a conversation for another time, but like, I'm about superheroed out. Uh, I never thought I would say that. Like, obviously it's fine. I understand you, you do, you go where the money is, but like, I think uh, I'm ready for a break. <laughs> uh, but, but regardless, I was like, well, I'm sitting here with the baby. I'm just gonna throw this on because I don't really care if I pay attention to it or not. It's probably gonna suck, uh, you know, so I'm just gonna throw it on to have it in the background. Well, I'll be damned uh, if I wasn't completely enthralled. I loved it, <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was fun, it was fun, it was super fun. I, uh, one criticism, it was pretty much Spider-Man No Way Home but with DC characters. However, gotta tell you, love that storyline. And guys, you know, we got Michael Keaton back as Batman. Dude, like, how was I not gonna watch the some bitch? You know what I mean? Had to, that was delightful. Anyways, there's a part in the movie, and this ain't no spoilers, I mean, this is plot. You, you know this from the trailers. Um, they experience the multiverse, and so Barry Allen, who is the Flash, 
he uh, he is in he he meets with Michael Keaton Batman, and he's trying to figure out. He's like, all right, well, if I go back and I change, you know, the past, it should change the future. You know, how how does this? And then and then of course Batman just happens to be knowledgeable in quantum mechanics and shit because he knows everything and he's trying to explain to him he's like no no what happens bro is when you do this it everything's kind of like spaghetti all these timelines are going anywhere and everywhere and then occasionally like when you throw spaghetti into a bowl there's going to be times where two spaghetti noodles are touching each other this is like a converging reality because there's like fixed points that no matter how many times you try to change it, it's just gonna happen. Like there are these big key events that they have such an impact on the world that even if you tried to change it, it would still inevitably happen. It's fate, right? And that got me to thinking about like what those key events are in our lifetime. Obviously, you know, you got the big ones like 9-11, seems like a transfix point seems like that was such a huge game-changing moment that it was fate and there's and that if you went back in time to try to stop it it would keep happening over and over and over again i mean there's tons of moments like the, obviously the kennedy assassination is a big one but i think that it would be hard to argue that 9-11 ain't the number one in terms of it changing the course of of everything i mean everything is different from the the patriot act to you know like we're being more surveilled now the way it changed just simple things like getting on an airplane and and obviously all the islamophobia that happened from it that we're still like obviously we're going to be dealing with that for a long time right I, i think some other ones like so of course i said jfk then you got like world war ii you know we don't think about the A-bomb as that because it's something that we did to somebody else. But like, you know, if you're fucking in Japan, uh, that's a pretty big transfixed moment. Also, hear me out here, um, Dale Earnhardt wrecking into that wall. We all remember where we were, at least everybody with my accent does. I was sitting there at a Mexican restaurant after church with my family and they had it on and we all saw it. And buddy, what's funny is, and if you remember the wreck, it didn't even it didn't even look that bad. We'd all seen worse wrecks than that, but for some reason, my you know starred for attention ass kid self, who I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade, I just go, oop, well he's dead, and everybody was like, oh my god, how would you, how could you say that? And then it turns out I was right. Maybe, maybe I was from the future coming back to a transfixed point, and I knew something that everybody didn't know. Whatever. So. Then I started thinking about like, okay, what's one that like maybe wasn't a global catastrophe, but it was a big event that has had a lot of effect on the world. And my brain went immediately to the OJ trial, right? And I'm not trying to say like, what if the OJ, what if he had been found guilty instead of innocent? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, what if OJ had never done what he did how many things on earth would be different a couple things that would be different that aren't that big of a deal but like you know there probably would have been more naked gun movies that would have been (laughs) that would have been pretty sweet i would say that it is almost it would almost be inevitable that oj would 
end up being one of the hosts of Monday Night Football, at least on a trial basis. You know what I mean? And if that's so, we probably don't ever get Dennis Miller there. You know what I'm saying? Which I, I think Dennis Miller, well, however you feel about him as a person, I actually enjoyed him as a football commentator because it was blending two of my loves, uh, stand-up comedy and football. I think Dennis Miller was just a little bit too smart for the audience. I don't know. You can disagree with me. It's fine. OJ would have definitely gone on to be a huge media personality. He would have kept doing movies. I mean, you know, unless you were around at the time, we forget just how popular O.J. Simpson was. I mean, it's clear that he was, because were he not exactly who he was and so popular and so likable, the trial wouldn't have even been that big of a deal anyways. Like, dude, I love him, but we all know that if Pac-Man Jones had of killed his wife or some shit like obviously it would have made the news but it wouldn't be this big of a deal because adam pacman jones uh, jones again god love him doesn't have the clean cut america loves him image that oj simpson did so oj is definitely going to keep being in movies and bro he was good in naked gun it's not like he was a bad actor like dude I, like we could have ended up having oj simpson as nick fury in the mcu now i'm not Listen, I'm not just saying, oh, he would have got all of Samuel L. Jackson's roles because he's black and Samuel L. Jackson's black, even though, you know, there's definitely a time period where that was the thing in Hollywood, like we can only have one and usually we're going to kill him first. But you get what I'm saying. Like this dude was going to be, he was going to be in some shit. It probably changes Cato Kalin's life. Now, I'm not saying that Cato Kalin was a great actor and was gonna be on to do good things, but it's it's hard to argue that like he kinda had the OJ stank on him. It's like nobody was gonna put Cato Kalin in something because it's like, oh, everybody just associates him, you know, with the OJ trial. Fuck that. He's the dude that lived out in the bungalow at OJ's. He's no good. I don't know in what ways, but obviously Marsha Clark's life would have been a lot different. I mean, this was a humiliating trial for her. And it shouldn't be because everybody should just, every head must bow, every tongue must profess that Johnny Cochran is just, I mean, has to be the best that's ever done it, right? Or at least the best like celebrity lawyer that's ever done it. And furthermore, maybe Johnny Cochran's still alive. You know what I mean? Maybe we're doing butterfly flaps its wings here. Pretty sure Johnny Cochran died of a heart attack. I would say that his workload was probably increased a ton by the OJ trial. And also, dude, that OJ, like pulling that off like he did, that's gotta take years off a man's life. So I'm just gonna call it right now. Yeah, Johnny Cochran would still be with us had OJ never done those horrible things that he did. I think one could also make the argument that the OJ trial was a very unintentional beta test run on the public to see what their appetite was for reality television, which really wasn't that big of a thing then. You had real world, all that stuff, but reality television, you know, wasn't the norm, okay? And for the record, I'm not insinuating <laughs> that the OJ trial was uh, manufactured and intentional from Hollywood to see if people would be into reality TV. I do think, however, that that uh, networks and stuff definitely took notice to the fact that Americans were stopping what they were doing every day. Dude, we watched it in school. I was in second grade. We watched it in school. People 
were stopping what they were doing to watch this thing and be enthralled by this thing, a thing that did not require writers. It didn't require writers. It required minimum editing and stuff. It was just real. You can't tell me that these people weren't taking note of that. And that actually brings me back to probably the most important thing that would have never happened if O.J. Simpson hadn't have done those horrible things that he did. We would never, we would never have to see Keeping Up with the Kardashians. We wouldn't have to see a Kardashian ever. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that they, they listen, they were rich, pretty ladies. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'll, I'm not saying there's not any appeal, but like the reason that everybody knew who Robert Kardashian was and by virtue of him, all his family was because of this OJ trial. So speaking of reality TV, we never get keeping up with the Kardashians, right? Also, speaking of keeping up with the Kardashians, there was this one reality show that, that predated the Kardashians by three years. So you can't say that the Kardashians brought this particular show on. It predated it by three years. But in 2007, the host of said program was wanting to leave, wanting to leave, and NBC convinced this person to stay. Is it because they see that, hey, the Kardashians now have this show and it's very popular and reality TV is really big. It's about to be the next big thing. Maybe. And that was The Apprentice hosted by Donald Trump. And if you want to go back even further of me saying that studios and executives realized during the OJ trial that reality TV was a cheap way uh, for them to entertain people, if that really was a thought process and, hey, we need to streamline some of these reality things, it's possible, it's a wild card, but it's possible that we don't get The Apprentice at all, regardless of the influence of the Kardashians. So A, we don't get the Kardashians, that's nice, because I don't have to hear my mom and sister talk about it, but if we don't get Apprentice, The Apprentice, ladies and gentlemen, if we do not get The Apprentice, I'm here to tell you that Donald Trump was not elected president in 2016. There just ain't no way. All right? We all know that Donald Trump started, basically unofficially started his campaign in 2012. Nobody knew that's what he was doing. Hell, maybe even he didn't know that's what he was doing. But when he starts getting on Twitter and such and doing the whole and, and creating and sparking the whole Barack Obama birther thing, that's when his candidacy really started. Like I said, even though we don't know. Now, here's the deal. Was Donald Trump already a name before The Apprentice? Sure. Sure. But he'd been kind of a joke. You know what I'm saying? Nobody took that motherfucker seriously. But when he had The Apprentice, he was on... I, I'm, I haven't looked this up, but I think it's true. The, or at least you know that motherfucker said it was true. The number one show on network television. That makes you insanely more famous because this is before the streaming wars, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. This is when if you were on NBC, that meant everybody was watching your ass. If, I mean, dude, it's changed so much. Like now, bruh, like, you know what, the... the the uh, finale of Seinfeld had like, what, 110 million people watching it. Dude, if an NBC show had a finale right now and 3 million people watched it, they would literally consider that a win. 
Like so many people, it's so frustrating when people start sharing numbers of shows like, oh, clearly America doesn't want this woke bullcrap. Look at the numbers. It's like, yeah, there's everybody's numbers are like that. There's there's so many options for all of us to watch. Back when there was 3, 9, and 12, of course we were all watching MASH. Not to disparage MASH. MASH is awesome, but you get me. My point is, at that time, in 2007 through 2000-whatever, when he's doing Celebrity Apprentice, maybe he left the show to campaign. I don't remember. I'm telling you, he, do, he might still run, but I don't know that he gets that much heat behind him. Because he had been in people's living rooms every week dude there is psychology behind that like if you don't think that johnny carson couldn't have got elected president you've lost your goddamn mind there is a there's something about having that as wild of a relationship it is but with someone who comes into your house and entertains you especially this guy who without even trying to is speaking for a lot of people there's a lot of people that are like, I didn't even know I had these feelings, but if this rich man says it's okay to feel this way, then by God, and I'm telling you, I know it's a wild card, but the O.J. Simpson trial, bro, it could have been one of those inevitable intersections in humanity that changed everything, but I don't know if you go back, if you could change it, because good or bad, it seemed to be important. Of course, you know, I'm just pulling all of this out of my butthole uh, just for rant purposes. But hey, it's something fun to think about. What's another uh, What's another tentpole moment that you think like, wow, because of this, so many things happen? I'd love to hear it in the comments. I would also love to rant about it and see if we can't uh, start pulling that thread. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I love y'all. Thanks so much for putting up with my silly shit. Uh, thank you for pre-ordering my book. We just got had a call with the publisher, and they said pre-orders are going really well. So thank you for that. I love y'all. Thank you to everyone who subscribes to this for money. It really means a lot. And remember, if you don't have the money, it's cool. You can just park it for free, baby. Daddy loves you. All right. Bye-bye.